girls Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and in fact, today, well, this whole season is full of naturally latkes and tamales and Yule lads and... What is, he, what is this guy talking about? Is he babbling? Really? Basically, this is a time of year I get really confused because there's so much going on, and I want to celebrate that by eating lots and lots of food with you. Have a seat. We're going to eat together right now. Let's start by talking about latkes, okay? We're going to talk in a moment about tamales from Pilar's Tamales in just a moment. But this being Hanukkah right now, this is how I organize my life. The last Pandora show, Hanukkah hadn't happened yet. The current Pandora show, Hanukkah is about to end. That's how disorganized I am. But nonetheless, this 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 goes out to all the peeps out there, my friends, who are celebrating Hanukkah right now. Hanukkah ends tomorrow, but it's not too late to talk about latkes. Latkes are a kind of potato pancake. They're traditionally eaten during Hanukkah. They're fried in oil, and they serve to commemorate the holiday miracle in which one day's worth of oil illuminated the temple for eight days. And there is a song called Oi Hanukkah, Oi Hanukkah, which is performed here by the Klezmer Conservatory Band. So makes me happy to hear the word latka, latka many times, but it also talks about other issues of Hanukkah, including Judah Maccabee vanquishing the enemy, singing a psalm of praise, but also Hanukkah and latkes and spinning tops. So let's get started on that, shall we, right now. Thank you. 
yes. The Klezmer Conservatory Band. The Klezmer Conservatory Band and Oi Hanukkah, Oi Hanukkah. Thank you, Kristen, for providing that LP. And that's a little bit a little bit of a celebration there of Hanukkah for our peeps celebrating Hanukkah right now. And latkes, latkes as well. And did you know, this is in Wikipedia, so it must be true, there is a great latka hamantash debate that goes on and has gone on for many years now. According to Wikipedia, it's a humorous academic debate about the relative merits and meanings of these two items of Jewish cuisine. Now, the hamantash is a traditional, as a triangular wheat flour pastry with a sweet filling traditionally eaten on the holiday of Purim. And the latka is a kind of potato pancake. Latkas are traditionally eaten during Hanukkah. As I mentioned earlier, fried in oil, served to commemorate the holiday miracle in which one day's worth of oil illuminated the temple, illuminated the temple for eight days. Now, a debate on the relative merits was first held in the winter of 1946 at the University of Chicago Chapter House of the Hillel Foundation. And at the time, According to Ruth Friedman Cernia, editor of the Great Latka Hamantash Debate, scholarly life discouraged an open display of Jewish Ju- scholarly life discouraged an open display of Jewish ethnicity. The event provided a rare opportunity for faculty to reveal their hidden Jewish souls and poke fun at the high seriousness of everyday academic life. Now these this is this is awesome. So now we we've had a number of debates through the years, subsequent debates about the latka versus the hamantash have been held at universities other than the University of Chicago. Now, Wikipedia doesn't mention the University of Michigan, but I'm not certain that it hasn't been debated at one time or another. Participants in the debate have included philosopher Martha Nussbaum, Nobel Prize winners Milton Friedman and Leon Lederman, and essayist Alan Bloom. A compendium of the debate, which has never been won, was published in 2005. There is a book on the latka hamantash debate. Wikipedia has certain examples of certain aspects of the debate through the years. Michael Silverstein, professor in anthropology, linguistics, and psychology, argues that it is not mere coincidence that the English translation of the letters on the dreidel spells out T-U-M-S, Tums. He cites this as evidence that God may play dice with the universe, but not with Mrs. Schmalowitz's Luxchen Kugel, nor especially with her Latkes and Homentaschen. According to literature professor Diana Henderson, the latka is appropriate for lyric, tragic, and epic forms, but there is very little poetry in the prune, a common hamantaschen filling. In the debate at MIT, Robert Silby, dean of of the School of Science, has cited Google, which returns 380,000 hits on a search for latka and only 62,000 for hamantaschen. Silby has also claimed that latkas, not hamantaschen, are the dark matter that are thought to make up over 21% of the mass of the universe. An entry by the economist Milton Friedman discusses the latka and the hamantash at the 50-yard line. And last but not least, when he was president of Princeton University, Harold Toffler Shapiro hmm, argued that the hamantash's superiority he argued the Hamantashen's superiority by pointing out the epicurean significance of the edible triangle in light of the literary Oedipal triangle. The great Latka Hamantashen debate continues on, and we are not one to put out a fire, so it goes on and on. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. There's so much going on this time of year, and as a matter of fact, things are things are just, the party is just moving. This party is moving, I'm telling you. We got Tito Puente playing here. Isn't that something? Tito Puente, you know, 
I went to a restaurant the other day, and they were playing Tito Puente. In fact, I want to talk to you about a restaurant, Pilar's Tamales. Pilar's Tamales is a Salvadorian restaurant in Ann Arbor. Pilar's Tamales has done catering through the years, had a storefront in State Street that was open for a while but then closed, and during the warm warm months, you can actually go to Liberty Street and go to eat some of their wonderful tamales on the street. But in the winter, where do you go to get a Pilar's tamale? Now Pilar's tamale is open. I talked to Sylvia Nolasco-Rivers about the place, which is on West Liberty Street near Stadium next to Faz's Pizza. And starting to talk about what kind of tamales do you have, and it wasn't long before we started talking about all kinds of stuff about the fruits and vegetables that happen throughout the year and the connections between Pilar's Tamales and other vendors in Ann Arbor and all kinds of connections. So let's get started on that, shall we? Pilar's Tamales is back. Heck yeah, a good thing never goes away for too long. So what are some of the tamales that you have? And actually you have about a, a, gazil- a gazillion of them, so. Yeah, but you know, I would say uh, to, to be right on, right now we're having I've got about 13 tamales that are all, you know, some of our traditional, some seasonal. So we've got some sweet ones, uh, savory, cheesy tamales, um, vegan. Um, so sort of working off of the abundance that we have at the farmer's market this year. You know, really had an incredible year with um Connecting with a lot of the farmers, Tantry Farms, Colbert's Farm, Shetler Farm, and really just uh, being able to like get my veggies from there and being able to create this amazing range of tamales. So this was my best year yet to where I sort of think, you know, people were like, I remember Richard from Tantry Farms, the first uh, sort of at the beginning of spring with the, uh, when the, um, the uh, spinach was out, he comes over with like, 40 pounds of spinach and he said puts it down he's like could you use this and I looked at him I'm like ah yeah and immediately you know immediately my brain is like spinach sauteed spinach calamata olives feta cheese yellow peppers and so that was the first sort of creation at the beginning of this year with the abundance that was at the market and then I sort of rolled from there you know we ended up doing the uh the uh, corn tamale which was amazing. Took a little longer this year. Corn didn't come out quite, uh, really, it was more uh, end of July, where there was more, uh, not at the beginning of July like it was last year. Um, we made a green tamale, which is organic greens from Tantri Farms. Once the spinach moved out, that flavor was so good, but then, you know, what was, what was the next veggie in there? And it was collard greens, charred kale, and then came uh, roasted eggplant tamale, uh, beautiful, gigantic, uh, organic eggplants from Colvin's Farm, which is one of the Amish families in uh, at the market. Um, what else did we get? We had an abundance of uh, zucchini, so zucchini and cheese. I thought that sounded really good to me. I grew up, my mother making uh, sort of uh, uh, cut up uh, zucchini and added a whole bunch of cheese in it, and then rice on the side. Um, what other flavors? You know, right now we've got the, uh, the uh, butternut squash tamale. We have the sweet pumpkin tamale. We even made an apple spice tamale. Whoa. Yeah. And again, you know, these are things like, you know, honestly, uh, people have said to me, Sylvia, like, like, when do you, how do you come up with this? I'm like, 
I literally, I walk down the market and I'm like, I look at a beautiful, you know, butcher of apples or then I'm like, I know, that's it. Well, you have the special uh, holiday one now. Oh, the turkey tamale. Yes, absolutely. That is wonderful. That is, reminds me of a tamale that my mom used to make with uh, pulled chicken um, in chunks of pineapple. So this one was a version, and every year really kind of switches a little bit. It really depends on what's around, what my sort of mood is, you know. And this year I thought, uh, again, the turkey uh, cooked in our house salsa until it just fa falls apart. And, um, and then a prune in the middle, just a beautiful big prune, two green olives on the side, and roasted tomatillo salsa along with our house salsa so sort of it was a 50 50. last year i did just a green tomatillo salsa this year i thought oh i want to combine both salsas together so i did that and that has been i love that one every time i eat it it's like oh it's so good yeah hanging out with sylvia nolasco rivers the owner of pilar's tamales which is back. It's open near Stadium and Liberty at 2261 West Liberty, next to Faz's Pizza. And she was grooving to some Tito Puente in the background there, so we've got some Tito Puente right here. And it's the Swingin' Shepherd Blues Goes Latin. Of course it is. What time of year is it? It's time for Swingin' Shepherds to go Latin in a bluesy kind of way, yeah. But always good to talk to Sylvia and talk about her restaurant and food from El Salvador. And again, it doesn't take long before we come upon other subjects of discussion, including family and friends and community who have helped her open this restaurant. Sounds like some you go there and you see her by yourself and you think, how does she do it alone? Well, she says it's a collaborative effort. You know, this time around, I feel that it's not just my dream, but the dream of many. I have had so much help and support in our community, not only by patronizing and coming in and, you know, having dinner, but really just in terms of like, people have extended out their helping hand and literally have said, Sylvia, what can I do? Put me to work, you know, what do you need in this little place? I've had people who came in here and volunteered to paint, you know, paint the stools. We built this ourselves, so everything in here was not bought. It was done by people in our community who really, you know, they had an interest themselves too about having been able to get tamales whenever they felt like it, not just in, you know, springtime. So it's really been great. I couldn't be happier and, you know, it, uh, it's manageable and most important, you know, I can still be my number one job, which is to be a mother and still do something, you know, that, that I love to do. So yeah. This is Isaac mm -hmm. Joseph. My three amazing children, Isaac, Esperanza, and Gabe, and my mother Lillian and Joe, and my wonderful staff who, you know, like I said, I mean, everybody, you know, people often have said over the years, like, Sylvia, how do you do it, you know? And I honestly, have, I, my response has always been, you know, I don't do it alone. I, you know, and nothing that is great and wonderful can you say it's, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe it was at the beginning my love and my dream for what I want to do, but nine years later, on and off, whether it's been catering or the food cart um, or the restaurant on State Street, it really is, it's the love of the community, you know, being able to uh, bring something that I grew up with as a girl and to share it with others and have others like fall in love with it. I mean, 
it can't get much better than that, you know, really being able to share the uh, the culture and that uh, is, it's a lot of cultural experience, you know, it's not just good food, but when folks come in here, I, I do as much as I can, take my time to, to welcome them and to say, hey, you know, this is what you're drinking, horchata, this is the ingredients, hibiscus, uh, tamarind, and to me that's really special because then you don't just because then you're able to take it back to somebody else like oh i had a wonderful glass of hibiscus and it's made from a hibiscus flower um so i try to as much as i can share with folks the um the little you know little uh special ingredients that i grew up with A bit of Tito Puente was in the background as I was talking to Sylvia Nolasco Rivers at her restaurant Pilar's Tamales, which is now open. Actually, it'll when I say now open, it's actually going to close at seven tonight. Their hours are 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., but it is open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. Now it's going to be open those regular hours through December 23rd closed on the 24th and actually closing early on the 24th then it'll be closed for a few days on christmas open again december well basically go you can go to 2261 west liberty and find out all of the hours that is pilar's tamales and a lot has changed since since sylvia came to the united states 20 27 years ago and it's been a joyous change for her and she talked a little bit about that with me just the other day it's wonderful to know, you know, after 27 years here, it's uh, amazing to see all the, just all the ingredients that you can find now. 27 years ago, like, you couldn't find achote. You couldn't find jamaica. What is achote? Achote is a wonderful little ingredient that, uh, see up there? Let me grab it for you. Okay. It's a, it's a... It's actually um, used in pretty much all Latin cuisine. It's a little, look at what can the best way to describe it. It's a little seed and it's often used for, I mean, definitely it's got lots of flavors, but it's often used for coloring the natural way versus adding, you know, number. Red dye number 47 and a half. Exactly right. <laughs> yep, so this is a way that, you know, if I make, um, if I make pasteles, then I would take some of this achote seeds and I would make, uh, I would throw some hot water in them and it just actually pulls out the color. And then I would take that and then put it in my corn masa and then it would give it that little bit of a sort of an orangey color in a natural way versus adding, you know, fake colors. So that's one of the many ingredients that I, you know, it comes from the annatto seed and um, you can get it in paste, you can get it, you know, the whole, the whole seed. But, uh, but, you know, these are not things that for me, too, as a Salvadorian, I, um, I love to be able to see in grocery stores now, you know, to see that Whole Foods or the People's Food Co-op, um, Kroger's, you know, any of the local folks are now carrying these ingredients tells me that, yes, it's, uh, we, are, we are uniting, we are growing together, we're um, getting more open to um, other folks' cultures. You know, because I think that's what really the United States is about that. It's about uh, not, I mean, it's just about many, many cultures coming together and sharing in, in the experience. And I think, too, with everything going on now in the world, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, really um, 
come together and unite and enjoy each other, you know? I mean, we live once. We have to be able to like share in each other's happiness and in our cultures and in our food and in just in good times and in bad times, you know? I really feel that that's, that's what we're here for. I, um, I ponder, you know, like what is my, what is, what am I doing here? Like what, what is my goal? What is my, my reasoning for being in, in existence? And honestly, to me, is to connect, to be able to share. I mean, my food, my all this are little things that I see like, yeah, you know, this is part of me, but it's not who I am. It's not, you know, like what I want to do is I want to be able to uh, do what I can to help others. As many people have helped me and my family as we've, you know, journeyed into this country uh, 27 years ago from El Salvador. But definitely my experience in the United States has been has been wonderful. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. listening some Tito Puente fading out there. That was the music in the background, happy music at Pilar's Tamales, which is back. It is now at 2261 West Liberty next to Faz's Pizza. It's on near stadium. It's on West Liberty near stadium, Pilar's Tamales. Well, I'm getting really confused now. There's too much going on this year. I hear the sleigh bells ringing. I think it's actually my other hand shaking them. Oh, Look, there it is. But uh, there's so much to talk about on the show, things to be thankful for at the end of the year, great gifts that we've received, I must say. For instance, Iggy Pop and the Stooges finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think it was about the 69th try on that, but they finally got in. And so that's good news. And also, this is very important news here. Oh, wait. First of all, I want to mention that you are now allowed to have chickens in your backyard in Ypsilanti. Yes, that is a great thing to be thankful for. A great gift to all of us in 2009. Chickens in the backyard. Chickens in the backyard. Also, this is important news. An Ohio restaurant is offering lifetime discounts to people who are willing to make an inedible display of their love for grilled cheese sandwiches. This is Associated Press copy. What are they talking about? Melt Bar and Grilled in the Cleveland suburb of Lakewood specializes in spins on the grilled cheese sandwich. and says anyone with a tattoo of a grilled cheese sandwich will get 25% off. The restaurant has hooked up for the promotion with a tattoo shop, which is offering its own discount on grilled cheese designs. Oh, that's beautiful. So this place is called Melt Bar and Grilled, specializing in grilled cheese sandwiches in Lakewood, near Ohio. They have more than 20 kinds of grilled cheese sandwiches. The fancier ones include chorizo and potato, 
which features spicy Mexican sausage, potato hash, and sharp cheddar in a grilled cheese sandwich. The Parmageddon, which contudes which which two potato and cheese pierogi, fresh Napa vodka kraut, wow, grilled onions, and sharp cheddar. The Lake Erie Monster grilled cheese sandwich includes beer-battered walleye, American cheese, and jalapeno tartar sauce, and the Tokyo, tu- Tokyo Tuna Melt. I need to eat that so I can more talk able better. The Tokyo Tuna Melt includes Asian marinated grilled yellowfin steak, ginger wasabi dressing, lettuce, tomato, and Munster cheese. And the Municipal Stadium Magic includes jumbo bratwurst made locally, fresh Napa vodka kraut, that stuff again, grilled peppers, and American cheese. These are all available at Melt Bar and Grilled in the city of Lakewood, Ohio, near Cleveland, where if you get a tattoo of a grilled cheese sandwich, you could get 25% off for life, which sounds like a very worthwhile thing to do to me. Thank you for listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for tuning in. I've been Mike for a while. I hope you'll continue to be exactly who you are or who you'd rather be, depending on the case. We're going to go out now with another wonderful disc of the LP kind lent to me for the radio station by Kristen. Thank you for the Klezmer Conservatory Band LP earlier. This is the wonderful, amazing Mickey Katz. And this, if I can borrow a phrase from Arwolf, who is coming up in just a moment, this is our national anthem. This is Mickey Katz and Borscht Riders in the Sky. Everybody ready? On your feet, on your knees, however you want to do this. Borscht Riders in the Sky by Mickey Katz. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. See ya. Punch went out to lunch beyond the poly gates. He walked into a vegetarian restaurant called Nate's. Died a noise, poop cat from flying with his horse. Call me Churis, he yelled out, give me a plate of borscht. Yippee ho! Yippee washing The borscht riders in the sky. Listen, hey, the boss was hot, the fire of his is hot, he brands from steam. The cowboy said, was for a clog, I want some sour cream. These guys, they shook this for the schnook, the bells gave out a clang. The cream came up from Brooklyn, whoo, ha, fuck me, a gang. Yippee, ho, ho, yippee, wash, ding, go. Hey, the cop punched his boy right up and bought some for his horse. He shot it into a sea with a hypo, of course. Old Dobbin gave a snort with joy, he felt the surfing flow. He dived right through the skies of Borscht right into Pimlico. Lined up one by one just as they reached the barrier. And someone shot a pistol and they ran as a viaje. Yeah.
Very good, Orton. Taking the lead is Hagsalz. Second is Finsternior. In third place is Flying Bisk. In coming up schnell from the rear is Happy Hinton. Aber who is Bostrider? <laughs> yeah, Clog. He sits shiver by the barrier. Gets Gitterra grips. When he left us every Zeitlon. Hot Gumter. He gets Flying Bisk. He's past Finsternior. Gets Spiderman of Hagsalz. Come on, Bostrider. Wait, daddy. <laughs> The pedal left is on his way, I think she can't stop it. The crowds again, the sugar yelling, gay, the altish cafe. The boss, the horsey from the sky, he made the hood look silly. But the cream wore off and he fell down in ice, gotta kill it. Yippee ho ho! Win place and show! The boss, riders in the sky! C'est Christine Balfa de le groupe Balfa Toujours. J'aimerais vous souhaiter un joyeux Noël et bonne année. Hi, this is Christine Balfa from Balfa Toujours. I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us and WCBN FM Ann Arbor.